welcome everyone to another InventRight TV show. We have a very special guest on the day. His name is Otto, and he is an InventRight student, and he's licensed five products, and he has another deal that's just about to be closed, so we can pretty much say six, right, Otto? Yep, hopefully. we're getting there, hopefully. You know, you know it doesn't always, you, you've been doing this for a little while now, so you know it doesn't, you, you never fully count on it until it's signed. Never right? a guarantee until it's signed, and still not a guarantee after that. Still not a guarantee, yeah. So, so you, you know, you've, you've really built up um, some companies that you work with because you've licensed all your products are, I, for the lack of a better term, they're not, there's some for indoors and outdoors, but I, I used to define them as lawn, lawn games, but some of your products now can be played inside too, but that gives an idea, people an idea of what types of games. Uh, can you hold up the bocce one? The, sure. is a unique twist on, on bocce. Am I pronouncing that right, by the way? Um, some people like tomato tomatoes. Some people say bocce. Some say bocce. Okay. So that was, that was, that's one of your products. And so how is this different than regular bocce? I'm noticing the, the pieces are square. Right. Yeah. So it's a whole new twist to bocce. Um, the square cubes, it, it started out as a kind of a lawn dice game, which I was working on. And then oh. I kind of brought it in with, bocce which works really good so now you, when you roll these dice you know you get the erratic bounce and skips on it compared to a ball so you know it gives a whole new twist to the game yeah and i was asking you about this before we got on i mean are are most of these games i mean most inventions i think are variations of something that's already out there so you've got this twist on bocce you've got a new, a new one with horseshoes you've got they're all a variation of something that's already out there. So do you know what your process is? Or are you like a lot of inventors? You're like, I don't know. I look at games. I come up with ideas. Do you have a process? I'd say both. Um, sometimes they come out of nowhere. But when I don't have an idea, um, I like looking at what's out there, see what's missing, and trying maybe to combine two games sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, it's it's kind of weird. They they just come out of nowhere really quick. That's pretty common. You have another yeah. one. Can you show the horseshoes one? That's sure. pretty cool. Sure. So they named this one Swingin' Shoes. So it's basically a vertical horseshoe game that is uh, hung from the door or from any surface that has uh, that you can clamp onto. And you're basically throwing horseshoes onto platforms, and then you can get ringers, hangers. So there's many different ways to score points. And there's, look, from the picture, it doesn't look like it's hanging from a door, but it does hang from a door. Yes, it I was does. initially confused by that. Yeah, there's just a little picture up there showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what made you want to get into games? You've licensed a bunch of games. Do you just like the fun factor? Do you always like playing games, or do you just like inventing games? Yep, both. <laughs> both, okay. So, yeah, growing up, um, definitely spent a lot of time with family playing games, a lot of yard games. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've owned my own business doing tile and stone for 29 years now and uh, wanted to do something that was on the fun side. So I figured if I got into games, it would be a little easier for me to make prototypes you mean coming up with inventions is more fun than getting down on your hands and knees and laying tile? No, I like, that's why I'm still doing tile. I like it. <laughs> oh, you do like tile. Okay. 
but it, no. but it's backbreaking work, isn't it? It I mean, is. It is. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, I like creating. I yeah. Do. That's cool. So so you went on recently. You got on the Today Show. How did that happen? Or you didn't get your product got on the Today Show. Yeah. Um, last minute, my licensee just gave me a call and said, "Don't tell anybody, but I think it's going to be on tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. We're not for sure." So. It did pop on, and it was with seven other products outdoors. So I, it got probably a good 30 seconds on there. But that well, it's not was, bad. It's not bad yeah. at all. And it, is it part of this whole, like, COVID thing? I'm noticing a lot of TV spots and articles about, you know, being with your family, doing things at home, card games, puzzles, lawn yeah. games, things like that. Did you did you get in on that with your, your license you did? Yeah. Basically, you know, what can you do outdoors, you know, and – and keep active. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. Yeah. 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 Steve and I interviewed this uh, gentleman for one of our webinars and he was doing a volleyball net that had four sides to it. I did see that. And, uh, and he was the same thing. It was like, what are you going to do with your kids outdoors? We you know during, during COVID and all that. And, um, and that, and that's, I think one of the reasons why his business is taking off. So it's a good category right now. I think, what do you think? Yeah, it is. Um, I know my crazy bocce sold out earlier this summer too fast, and it took a month to get more inventory. So, wow, it that's has great. Some, yeah, that's great. What do you what do you see with these types of products? Do you see some of them as being long term um, evergreens, as they say, or or are they kind of things that might come in for two years or three years and then disappear? What's your take on these products? Yeah. We'll find out. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm hoping. Um, yeah. The crazy bocce, I was told, you know, he thought that was being evergreen. Um, you really don't know until you see what happens, you know, out there. I don't think they know totally. Either. No, I don't think so either. But, you know, if I, in a few years, if I have 10 of them out there, I hope one or two of them is, you know. Yeah. So what's your, what's your long-term inventing goals? Are you, um, are you going to eventually quit? doing uh custom tile work and stuff and then just invent full time like what's your what's your long-term goals your big picture stuff it's always i always trip out when people ask me that you know this is kind of a big question but what are your thoughts yeah that's definitely what i'd like to do Uh, you know basically as a semi-retired you know from tile and then uh, be able to do games you know and i'm going to stick with the game category until i get bored with it but i don't think i'm gonna get bored with it for a long time yeah it's a fun category what um can you talk a little bit about the difference between when you're early on new to pitching these games to these game companies and you know how that was different then and how it's different now where you've got a list of companies that you regularly approach with new products how how's that changed how how did you set that up um and, and what do you think of that? Is it good? Is maybe some good sides to it, some bad sides to it? I don't know. Well, I'm old school. I'm still making cold calls. <laughs> good. Yeah. I, that doesn't bother me. So, and it's nice to meet people and talk to them. And I don't have a problem really getting all the companies. Um, I, I guess I haven't called a lot of them lately because most of uh, the games I pitched I've been with companies that I've been working with for the last few years. So no one knew recently. But 
has it changed since I started? For you sure personally, it it's huh? diff it's different. I mean, you're to, just to be able to come up with an idea if you know it's right for the let's say five companies, however many companies you regularly work with, and just send it to them. That's great. Doesn't sound like you're afraid of reaching out to companies either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that part don't bother me at all. Okay. Um, I enjoyed Did it, it early on when you first got started? Um, a little bit, but just getting lot. used to it. Okay, that's good. It wasn't. It was never a big deal. Probably the first few calls was. Now, when you when you approach a company, like let's say you approach, let's say of the, I don't know how many companies you typically have relationships. Let's just make up a number. Let's say five. So if you approach all, let's say only three of them match their product line because you don't want to send products to a company sure. that match their product line, right? But let's say three of them, it's a good match. And this particular product you're sending, none of them are biting. Do you then push it out to a bunch of companies you don't have close relationship with yet, but then you don't go, oh, well, I'll just forget about it then. You push it out to more? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Always look for a new company. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, go with who I know first and then go out from there. I, I still have three or four products sitting on the side that <laughs> I just – haven't got out yet, and a couple big companies I'd like to send to, but I just haven't got there yet. So, well, since you're so good at doing these games, what do you feel for those? I think any your approach and everything we've talked about thus far applies to anybody. But let's talk about one specific thing for games. Do you find that a sell sheet is great to understand the game? Do they need to have a video? Do they need to see the fun factor? Do they need to see it in action? And does that mean you need to create a prototype when sometimes you don't, or do you just go with the sell sheet? with the visuals and see if they're intrigued by the general concept. What, what do you, what do you like to do with games? Yeah, I've always done prototypes, sell sheet for sure, but a video is definitely a plus. I mean, if you can show, show that it's, you know, the fun in the game playing it and how it works, that's definitely helps a lot. What do you do? Do you get some kids? Do you get some adults? Do you just <laughs> do it yourself? Do you just show it without people in it? What do you do? It's a lot harder than it used to be because I, I don't have any kids around. So, yeah, it's hard to rent kids nowadays. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of my videos are very simple and just basically maybe nobody even in them just showing how the game works. Right. Just, you know. So you, you've been successful without, you know, family and friends like getting crazy and laughing and having big smiles and doing like the commercial more just sure. functional showing and they're like and they're able to see enough right. like oh we could see how that would be fun yep okay that's nice that's interesting i would say uh my first few games were just sell sheets and then in the last couple of years i've been doing more and more videos so yeah okay all right any other any other what what is if you had to share one thing with our audience when if somebody's like I've never licensed a product I've never called a single company before never filed a PPA haven't made a sell sheet haven't made my list of companies it could be big picture or detailed it doesn't have to be all encompassing if there was one thing you would share off the top of your head what, what would you say it would be you'd share with a new inventor I think you have to be a true believer in the process altogether. You know, when I got into this, it was an industry I knew nothing about at all, but I really wanted to, to do it no matter what it took. So you do have to believe, commit, and then you just make adjustments as you go because there's always changes 
that are being made, you know? Yeah. So what you're saying is you can't just believe in the product. You have to believe in the licensing process. Yeah. In this case, all the what, steps you're using our 10-step system. And yep. you have to believe in that. Um, yep. And yeah. yourself. A lot of confidence and, you know, yeah. good attitude, confidence. Yeah. Big plus. Has it... How has it made you feel to to license almost six products now? Is it like, ah, it's just normal now, just another one, or is it still a rush? Is it? How does it feel? It, it's a great feeling. It really is. Yeah. You know, because I put a lot of effort into it, and I, I'm starting to see, you know, all my effort into it come out. So it's a great feeling, and I think it always will be every every product that comes out. So that's good. That's good to know. Yeah, I think that's that helps people definitely. All right, well, Otto, thank you so much. It's been really uh, people really appreciate when folks like you come on and share and say just my experience. You're just very down to earth about things. Very matter of fact, I can tell you have a work ethic. Um, I think your work ethic probably took you a long way, right? Um, and you were able to transfer that for, from doing tile to doing this, and it's very different. But a work ethic's a work ethic. This is what I need to do. You said I believed in the process, and I just kept moving forward. And you probably saw things along the way that made you keep believing in the process. You got a little inkling from a company. Okay, well, that didn't work. And hopefully you went to a positive place. Maybe sometimes you didn't. But um, it was sometimes you went to a negative. There was times I went backwards big time. I mean, my very first uh, product, I had a licensing deal. I, I was pumped. It's like, oh, I finally did it. It was like three years into it, and it went sour. You know, it just, my heart dropped. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. It just it was the weirdest feeling. And uh, that it took me a whole other year before I did. But you, kept, but you kept going, and that, oh, yeah. well, that would be your advice to people. I mean, you'll have ups and downs, and just keep oh, pushing yeah. if you believe in your product and believe in the process. Yep. And believe yep. in yourself, too. I'm getting yes. all three of those from you, by the way. I don't know if you said, but you said believe in the process, believe in the product, and believe in yourself. Yeah, That's... yeah. I think you really do have to believe in yourself because basically we can all do things, you know, if we believe in ourselves, anything we want to, really. So. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, thank you and so much. Go ahead. learned a lot of things along the way that, you know, I've challenged myself in many different ways that I've never had before. So it's it's been a great experience all around. Good, good. I think everybody needs to hear that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Otto. And thank you, everybody, for, for listening in. I want to remind everybody to take care, keep inventing, and we'll catch up with you next time. See you guys. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Otto. Thank you.